Okay, um, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Group, and today is Friday, February 4th, uh, 2022, and tonight we're discussing The Optimist Daughter by Eudora Welty. Um, so as, as I always do, I'll give you some background information about her, then I made a list of the characters, so I'll go over the characters, and then we'll, you know, we'll go around and everybody will, will you know, mention what they thought about the book. Um, this biography is a little bit longer than usual because there's actually a lot of information about her. She's really a fascinating woman. I, I knew nothing about her. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Um, she was born on April 13th, 1909 in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, she graduated from high school, and then she attended the Mississippi State College for Women for two years. Then she transferred to the University of Wisconsin, where she graduated with a major in English literature. And then she went to, I'm sorry, bless you. Then she went to Columbia University Business School for one year. And when she was in uh, business school, her father was diagnosed with leukemia, so she returned to Mississippi. And she actually lived most of the rest of her life in, in Jackson. Um, in the beginning, she got, you know, like sort of odd jobs. Um, she wrote a newsletter. She worked for a local radio station. And she wrote for the Jackson State uh, Tri Tribune. Um, she wrote a society, society column, actually, also for the Memphis Commercial Appeal. And she started doing photography. Um, she started taking pictures of the junior auxiliary. Um, and so she sort of, besides being a writer, she also had a sort of a second career as a photographer. Um, in 1933, she got a commission from the WPA and she took photographs and she interviewed um, people about daily life in Mississippi. And she did a lot of her work in the black community. Um, so she was, she was a little bit ahead of her time. Um, she lived at 111 Pinehurst Street with her mother and her, and her brother. And um, I, I guess it was towards the end of her life, she donated her home and most of her materials to the Mississippi State Conservancy. And her home is now a museum. And in Jackson, she was part of like sort of a literary group. They called themselves the Night Blooming, Light Blooming Cirrus Club. Um, I forgot where the title came from. Um, and they often met at her house and they listened to music and they talked about literature and they, you know, just kind of hung out together and, and had a lot of conversation and fun. Um, she published her very first short story, which was called Death of a Traveling Salesman in 1941, uh, when she was 32 years old. And the story got the attention of the writer Catherine, Catherine Ann Porter, who became a, a mentor to her. And this story appears in her first book, which is a collection of 17 short stories about life in Mississippi. And the book is called A Curtain of Green. Um, the famous story in this, this collection is called A Worn Path, um, which won second place in the O. Henry Prize that year. So she had a lot of acclaim really pretty quickly. Um, and hmm, somehow I think I'm missing something. Well, 
Um, she, I, I, I seem to be missing part of it, but I remember what I, what I took down was she basically lived most of her life in, um, in Mississippi and she never married and she didn't really have any romantic relationships as far as, as, as people knew she may have, but they were not, you know, public type of relationships. Um, she wrote a lot of, um, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I seem to be missing part of it. So I'm just going to skip to the end. Um, so I found a, a review of The Optimist Daughter from the 1973 in the New York Times. Originally, The Optimist Daughter, I don't know if it was the whole thing or part of it was published in The New Yorker in 1969. And then in 1973, it was, it was published as a book. So this is the review from The New York Times from 1973. It says, The Optimist Daughter which first appeared in The New Yorker in March 1969, is a miracle of compression, the kind of a book small in scope or profound in its implications. Its story has all of those qualities peculiar to the finest short novels, um, a theme that vibrates with overtones, uh, suspense, and classical inevitability. Um, known as a Southern regionalist, Miss Welty is too good a too good to pigeonhole pigeonhole labels. Um, though she stayed close to her home, two interlocking notions have been demonstrated in her fiction: how easily the ordinary turns into legend, and how firmly the exotic is grounded in the banal. And then he concluded with, this is the best book that Eudora Wilty has ever written. Um, so that was from the review. So I will go through some of the characters. Um, so the, there was, of course, Laurel McKelva Hand, who was the, the daughter of, of the judge. And she um, lost her husband, Phil, in the war. And she came home when her father got sick. And she works as a designer in Chicago. And then there's Judge McKelva, who was a pretty important person in, in the town. Um, and he died in the hospital in New Orleans towards the beginning of the book. And then there's, there's his second wife, uh, Faye McKelva, who was originally from Texas. And we can talk about her later. Um, there's Betsy McKelva, who was the judge's first wife, um, who's not in the story, but is, is referenced in the story. Um, there's Adele Cartland, who was one of Laurel's bridesmaids, and she worked as a teacher. And then there was her mother, who was Tennyson Bullock. And then there was Major Bullock, who was her father. And then there was Missouri, who was the McKelva's housekeeper. And then there's Faye's family, who came. Um, there was Mrs. Chisholm, who was her mother. There was Bubba, Sis, and Wendell. Um, Dr. Cartland was the eye doctor. There was Dot, who was the judge's uh, secretary. And then there was Cheek, Mr. Cheek, who was the handyman. And then the last thing I'll say before we start calling on everybody is, um, so when I was reading the book, I thought of a couple of questions. You don't have to answer these questions. You don't have to reference them. I'm just going to throw them out there. Um, one question is, 
What did you think of Laurel as a character? You know, would you describe her as a strong person, a reserved person? What word would you use to describe her? What did you think about her relationship with her husband, as far as we knew, and her mother? Um, Another thing was, did you like the way the story kind of was structured? You know, we had the hospital scenes, then they came back to the town, we met a lot of people in the town, and then we had the remembrances of Laurel. Um, And then this story has been described as a book about vision, about the ways that people see the world. Um, Would you agree that that was the theme of the book, or did you think there was another theme that the book was about? And then lastly, um, in reference to Faye, Major Bullock, he said his image of Faye was she was a poor little woman. She's the helpless kind. And then Missouri observed that the judge liked having Faye to spoil. So those were some of the things that some of the characters said about Faye. And, you know, what, what did you think about that? So um, we have nine people here, and I know not everybody has finished or read the book. Um, So I'm going to just call on people and we'll see what everybody thought of the book. Um, So I hope it's okay, Alan. I have to say I'm the most curious to hear what you thought of the book since it takes place in Jackson. So why don't you tell us what you thought? I get to start it off. Uh, Well, uh, I... I hate to say anything negative negative about somebody that's had a an email client named after them, like Eudora did. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if any, if y'all are familiar with. It. There used to be an email client called Eudora, oh. named oh, after yeah. Eudora Wealthy. But uh, I, it, uh, this book must be over my head. You know, I, you know, I realize I'm I, I, I'm not the smart or sharpest knife in the drawer. So. Uh, it, and maybe it's because I'm from Jackson and 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 and, and live in Mississippi, but I, I don't know this. I'm, I'm glad the book was short, but I just had a hard time with these people. I mean that that scene when the Chisholm came, you know, when, when they were like having the wake and stuff at the house, and I'm thinking, well. At least they're from Texas, and you know, and and, and then I find out that they were Mississippi. You know, they were born in Mississippi, so they were, you know, their redneckness didn't didn't survive. I mean, it did, it didn't help, but uh, I, it, it 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 just uh, the some of the scenes with with the folks. I, you know, I, I, I like Laurel. I thought I thought she was a good character. I, she wasn't as strong as I would have liked her to have been, or Either she was strong and was just too reserved to show her strength. And uh, I, I, that one scene where she's running through the house, running from that bird, I'm thinking, what the hell? I mean, it's a bird. Why don't you just get it out of the house? It just, I don't know. It, it just, uh, it, 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 I had a hard time enjoying the book. I was glad it was short and it made me feel, feel, Bad that, that I'm from Mississippi, but uh, a, a lot of things does. A lot of things do these days. But uh, what, what 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 can I say? But uh, I mean, a lot of folks apparently thought Eudora Wealthy had, had a lot of literary talent. Personally, I thought that the it must have been a real short list for the Pulitzer Prize the, the year this won. But, uh, <laughs> hey, 
uh, but you know, uh, I, I'm probably going to rue some of these comments and stuff. But uh, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, I have great respect for her and her talent and stuff. And obviously, uh, I, I probably just need to to be smarter to, to appreciate some of this stuff because uh, uh, I, I I don't know the the comment you made about this being a book about vision and stuff is, is that what you said. At the beginning, that's what well, because they, yeah, it's because both the the father and the mother both had problems with their eyes, and and a lot a lot of the book was a way people see the world. That's what I've read about it, and I wondered if people agreed with that, if they thought that that was the theme of the book. Well, I I, I, it, it it had some interesting characters. I loved Wanda Faye. Uh, uh, she uh, talk about it, it was like we were visiting with our ex president all over again. Somebody was so self absorbed that all she could think about was how everything related to her and stuff. And I just, I, I wish that Laurel had taken that breadboard at the end and knocked her across the head. But anyway, that that's enough for me. Uh, you know, I, I, I read it, I read it and got through it all and stuff, but I. I, I can't say I really enjoyed it, but I think maybe partly it's because it's a, it was a little too close to home. But uh, anyway, well, that, that's what I was curious about. Like, did the yeah. book feel? I mean, this was obviously set many years ago, but did it? Did the setting feel familiar to you in any way? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think the book must be set in the fifties, maybe, but uh, it it just uh, uh, some of it did. I mean, she. she the, I mean, the town was fictitious, and all, all the Mississippi references were all fictitious. But I mean, it it, it felt. I mean, I, I could I could see myself being in that that scene where they were all there, mourning the dead and stuff, and they were all you know gathering and stuff. Because I mean, I probably sat in a lot of a lot of rooms like that you know, when I was growing up. And stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I would have been a lot younger. But uh, uh, so I mean, it, it, uh, a lot of that felt. Self accurate and stuff, and I, I think that's probably what I'm a bit embarrassed by. But but, but anyway, but uh, uh, I, I and I really don't understand the name of the book because uh, you know we we got a, a matter of, of of the father and stuff. But I, I don't know. He, he didn't really seem much like an optimist to me. But but you know, maybe I just missed something. But anyway, I'll let somebody else talk. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely several references in the book about the father being an optimist, so hence the right, title, right. Optimist Daughter. But yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Well, I, I was I was really curious since it's from your neck of the woods. You know, I said I wondered if it felt authentic. Authentic. I mean, I know it was set yeah. many years ago. I mean, um, William Faulkner from this neck of the woods, and I don't like him either. So you know, maybe that says something about me. <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, what about Barry Hanna? He's supposed to be from Mississippi. Are you familiar with him? Barry I'm Hanna? not familiar with him. Okay, he's supposed to be a writer's writer. Writers who write like him. Of course, we all know John Grisham. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I, I love Greg Isles. He's from he's from Mississippi. He's complicated. I mean, yeah, yeah, I like him. And so, books that are thirty hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Um, okay, David, what what did you think of the book? 
I finished it about five minutes before we came in here. I was go, I was playing it like Nolan does on the list at 2.5 times the speed. Um, Laura Tenerelli does a decent job reading it, but I wish they had gotten a Southern narrator with the authentic Southern voice, someone like Sally Darling, who it just would have sounded better. Um, as far as the book, this reminded me so much of college, the kind of thing you would have had to read in college and then have to write a paper on, discuss the term optimist in the title and how it relates to the character. I can just hear a professor doing that. And um, uh, the point the point I would make is where did this judge find this trailer park trash he married? I mean, really. <laughs> like, I mean, she sounded like, I mean, the judge sounded cultured, you know, and educated. Yeah. She sounded, you know, like, like trailer park trash, which isn't a nice way to say it, but I think everyone knows what I mean. Spoiled about half his age. You know, he must have been in his dotage to use a British term to, to link up with her. And I agree with you, Alan. I wish she had employed that breadboard in a rather surgical manner to possibly <laughs> initiate a craniotomy on Miss Trailer Park's head. That was weird. <clears throat> it was an interesting book if you liked the idea of the South being full of lots of quaint or very idiosyncratic characters, which our literature think of people like um, Carson McCullers or even um, Flannery O'Connor. You know, if you were into all of that, you would you would revel in the quaint, unique Southern characters that our writers have made so popular. So all in all, the book was interesting. As Alan said, it was short, which I'm glad. It Like I said, it kept reminding me of college. And I kept wondering why or where the judge could have met this woman to marry her. But all in all, you know, all in all, a book to think about. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you a little bit about Laura Generelli. It took me a while to get used to her reading the book. And I think she she made a really valiant effort. I like her most of the time. I do too. But I I just, I felt maybe somebody else would have been a better choice. But, you know, she she didn't do a bad job. No, no, I'd give her a B plus, a B plus, A minus. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I like yeah, yeah. She, she does things with French and Italian and English and Spanish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I, I think so. And, um, you know, the quaint characters, that was what I was sort of wondering when I was listening to the book, because I said to myself, you know, is it is it true or is it stereotypical? Is You know, but you can go to like a small New England town or a small Midwestern town and find plenty of quaint characters, too. So I don't know that it's necessarily just limited to the South. And Faye and the judge, I mean, you know, it's it, I don't think it's the most uncommon story for an yeah, older May man, yeah, May December. you know, to right to find you know a younger kind of ditzy you know young woman. She was just so aggressive in you know wanting the house and everything in the house, and she was just so incredibly unpleasant that you just sort of wonder how the judge missed it, <laughs> which he must have, um, because he wasn't you know ninety seven years old. He was in his early seventies, so you would think but, he would be sharp enough to see this, but. I don't know. What did you What did you think of that eye surgery? It reminded me of my grandfather telling me, "Oh, they put sandbags." It sounded like eye surgery back then was a nightmare. Yeah, it's they did. They used for detached retinas and stuff, and people had to lie in bed for as um oh uh, what's his name did for Uh for long long periods of time, and they couldn't move. Oh, It, it must have been absolutely horrendous. 
and then he died. Yeah. Either she killed him or he just faded away. I think he had another, con- I think he had cancer. I think he had another condition, which he was keeping hidden. Oh, I, yeah. So I think the eye surgery was just separate from probably what actually killed him. But, but thank you, David. Um, sure, Sherry, geez. what, what did you think of the book? Well, I've, I've always wanted to read you Dora Welty cause she's so well known, but I couldn't stand this book. I quit after about 90 minutes to two hours. I thought Quaint is being really generous. I thought the characters were all caricatures. They were annoying stereotypes of dumb Southerners that you see all too often that are not true. I liked Laurel, but her character wasn't that well developed that you really, well, of course, maybe if I would have read longer, it would have been more well developed. So I shouldn't say that. I just found Faye so despicable. She's the most despicable character I've come across in quite a while. And I just, this does not make me want to read any more Eudora Welty books, I'll put it that way. And I was wondering if you all thought that this was meant to be funny, if these characters were supposed to be kind of buffoons that were supposed to be amusing, because I didn't find them that way at all, but I didn't know if that was her intent. And that's really all I had to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was like a gentle satire. That's how I saw it. Not, you know, not laugh out loud. But, you know, for me, it's, it's I actually thought the the last third of the book was was really the best part of the book where she starts. She becomes a deeper character. Um, mm-hmm. Laurel, she starts reminiscing about her marriage and about her relationship with her mother. And I, I you know, the hospital, some of it, like David mentioned, was pretty brutal. And then you have all the setting in the town. And I found it interesting, you know, to hear, I I kind of like, you know, that, that way that towns will come together to honor, you know, an important person like the judge. I kind of like that everybody kind of stepped up and and showed up Mm. and everything. But the best part of the book for me was actually the last hour, hour and a half, where she really thinks about her life and she sort of comes to peace because her relationship, I mean, Faye was so horrible. And I actually thought she handled her pretty well towards the end. But I will I will move on. Um, how about you, Liz? What, what did you think of the story? Um, well, a lot of what other people have said, you know, the small town, you know, kind of interesting characters. Some of the, like the bringing the, bringing the body back to the house. Um, I know that that, uh, I was in North Carolina with my mom's family's from North Carolina, and I was there when one of uh, one of the the cousins was killed in a car accident, and they were bringing his body back to the house and cleaning it out and getting it all ready for the for the people to come. So, I mean, that all seemed pretty authentic to me. Um, I don't think I've ever met a character that I hated more than Faye. I could not believe. I just what? Okay. I'm just going to say this. She must have had some skills that were not discussed in this book because I couldn't see anything <laughs> to recommend her to the judge. Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> I, I just couldn't figure out why. Why Why could he? I mean, oh, she is not somebody that I would want to spoil for a second. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. She must have had some things that they didn't talk about back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, okay. Anyway, sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, so it was interesting. Um, I kind of liked how it ended once I could like, wait, wait a minute, what? 
Um, but I, I kind of liked the way um, Lauren just, Laurel, sorry, just, you know, decided to leave it and that that cutting board was part of the past and she was going to leave that um, and leave, just go, um, just go away. I, I, you know, uh, so that was, that was good. I liked her as a character. I, again, I think I wish, I wish we could have seen her a little bit um is standing up to Faye a little bit more, um, you know, maybe fighting a little bit for, to get her mom's things, especially out of the house. I mean, I, I like, oh, I just couldn't stand that woman. I, <laughs> and I thought when her family entered the funeral, it, well, it was just, it was absolutely priceless in terms of, you know, you could see where she came from, you know? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Um, it was it was okay. It, like again, I, I don't think I will be reading any more Eudora Walty for a while if this is if this kind of character she likes to write about. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the end too. I do. I like the way that she could just kind of you know move. She she had a, seemed like she had a pretty nice life where she lived in Chicago. She had a very independent life and a career and you know, probably friends and, and other, you know, other things going on in her life. So I like the fact that she could just go back to that and, and not excessively dwell about, you know, what had happened. I I kind of wondered why the judge left the house to Faye. He wasn't really married to her that long. And Mm. I, I just, I thought maybe, you know, did he just recently change his will right after they got married? And, you know, at a minimum, they should have divided the house and gotten 50, 50. So that didn't make sense, but I guess it just created the tension in the story that she would be, but she was just a, a really, I agree with you. She was a very extremely unpleasant character. Very, you really couldn't like her. I mean, there was nothing really redeeming about her. Um, and it was difficult to imagine. Well, and, and I, you, you know, know, it was a cringeworthy moment when her her uh, family was, oh, we could all live in this house. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to turn yeah. that beautiful mansion into <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you, you could see what that relationship was like because, each, you know, they were both very um, greedy. And, yeah. you know, she had her eye on the house and the family's like, Oh, this looks like a nice place to live and we'll all settle in. And it was, it was very interesting. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. Um, Sharon, what, what did you think of the story? Yeah. Um, I was a little like everyone else. I kind of was looking forward to reading Eudora Welty, but I was disappointed with this and I definitely hated Faye. And my question is, do we think she killed the husband that was, I mean, that was a little unclear to me. I think she may have maybe damaged his vision. I'm not sure she really killed him by what she did, but it was a little unclear as to exactly what she did. It sounded like she was shaking him in that in the hospital room. You know, I was a little unclear about that because she was so selfish. You know, how could he be sick on her birthday? But, um, you know, I, I was surprised too also that he left he left the house to her, but, you know, maybe he didn't want the daughter to come back. You know, maybe if he had, it was interesting to me that he married, you know, it was 10 years after the wife died. I mean, maybe he was just really lonely, but the timing was interesting. And um, the characters were really interesting. I, with the little 
parts of it were a little bit confusing. It took me a while to realize that Tennessee Bullock was married to the major. I wasn't sure if she was his daughter at one point. You know, that relationship was a little unclear to me. Um, and and of course, why would Faye why would Faye lie to, to Laurel and say, I have no family, everyone's dead, and all of a sudden here they are, they walk into the the room and clearly the judge knew they existed because he gave all the information to the major, you know, like in case anything happened to me, contact her family. Yes. That was interesting. I thought, you know, um, he was probably worried about the operation, but uh, I thought that was because he obviously knew she had, she had living family, but why she would tell Laurel that, that was like, you know, what was the, why, you know, it was just, it was weird. I thought that that was more of a um, just another another thing that Faye wanted. Look at me, feel sorry for me. Oh my goodness, I'm so you know. Just another way of drawing people in to her narcissistic, self-centered world. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did have had the feeling that she wanted to distance herself very much from her family, and I guess she didn't think they'd ever actually show up as they did. But right. you know. It, it was interesting that he did give the information to the major and so they did show up. Um, but, but yeah, it was, it was confusing a little bit about what she did in the hospital. I, I agree. I thought she, she kind of was rough with him. That was the impression that I had, but I don't think she killed him, but I think she was rougher with him. She just wasn't, she wasn't a gentle person and she wasn't gentle with him. And she certainly didn't have much empathy uh, you know, for someone who was sick, let alone the person was her husband. So yeah, it was, I agree with you. It was a little, little bit unclear. Um, okay. Um, Sally, what, what did you think of the story? I was really appalled because I realized it was 50 years old and I read it when I was in college. That was oh. the appalling part. <laughs> but Sort of like what David said, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't remember anything about it other than that I wasn't crazy about it. When I reread it, I remembered why I didn't like it. Um, I First of all, I think Faye was crazy like a fox. Um, she knew that there was a house, she knew there was money, and she knew there was a daughter who lived far away. Um, I think she played up... And, into everything the judge wanted. And as my mother used to say, there's no fool like an old fool. Mm. And, um, mm -hmm. and I do think she either, I don't think she killed him, but I think she probably precipitated the stroke or the heart attack with her um, roughness. I don't, you know, I feel the way about this. I feel the way about this book that I do about Pride and Prejudice. I can look at it from afar and say, "Oh, yes, a good character study." You know, I can see the setting. I can see the time. You know, the characters play their parts, and I still don't like it. Um, so I, I would not read anymore. I haven't read anymore, and. Um, I agree with everybody else about the breadboard. I don't think a jury ever appears would convict her. Mm -mm. 
Well, I think I think you have a very good handle on Faye. I, I think you're right. I think describing her as crazy like a fox is exactly right. I think she she knew how to play him. She knew how to get what she what she wanted. Um, I think that's that's actually probably exactly exactly right. Um, it it is interesting listening to all of you because I actually really like the book a lot. So I'm sort of I'm listening to everybody and I and I understand what you're all saying. But I think that to me she just captured. Um, I don't know. It, it all seemed very plausible to me. It seemed very realistic. Um, it seemed like this was a real place and a real time, and these were real people. And these were things that that could have happened and people that could have really existed. So I, I don't know. I, I guess I had a little bit different reaction. Um, Joni, what, what did you think of the story? Well, I really agree with Sally uh, that Faye was crazy like a fox. She was, um, she really knew how to be helpless and, 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 um, she could make a guy, I mean, there were other guys that were mentioned in the book that, um, wanted to marry her and she, uh, she knew that the judge had all kinds of money and the house and um what else was I gonna say? She um I mean, she was despicable. I mean she was but you could I could tell I mean she was an opportunist. She was self, totally selfish and totally uncaring for this man that um, that cared for her. And Laurel, I, I liked her, but I thought she didn't have, she could have had more backbone. The breadboard thing, I think that, you know, she should have used it on Jay. Um, and the whole thing with the, uh, well, you know, I, I agree with Michelle that it seemed all the people that and and the and her family that just came in like that and and it seemed like they were people that you could that there are people like that in this world and all the gossiping that they did talking about each other after the funeral ended and um I was very ambivalent about this book. I I had read about half of it, and I thought I really liked it. Then it got, when it came to um, Becky and, um, and the letters and all this stuff, um, I got very confused about sort of about what was going on. And I thought it was a little bit too, well, too confusing, I guess. Um, I, I'm, I'm very ambivalent about this book. I I liked it, and then I was bored in some places when it seemed to go on and on. And when the bird came into the house, I mean, I got scared. Um 
and that that handyman was so awful. Uh, so you know, I liked the book and I didn't like the book. I'm glad it was the length that it was. It was short. Um, I guess that's my take. So I don't know how I felt about it. I mean, I liked some parts, and um, I agree with with most everybody that it was. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was. I wouldn't. I would. I don't. I think I read some Eudora Welty when I was younger. I remember the Ponderheart. I remember that title. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I understood that either. So um, I, I would not read any more of her stuff. I mean, I I expected because she won the Pulitzer that it would be hopefully a really good book. And in some ways it was. But um, I I really agree with everybody that has spoken about, well, of course, Faye was so despicable. But she was a, she was a conniver, crazy like a fox. She knew what she wanted, and go, by golly, she got it. So I guess that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I will say I, I tend to like books that are contemplative, but I don't like books that are contemplative the whole way through. So I, I do like when characters sort of look back on their lives and take stock of their lives and sort of figure out, you know, what direction when they're sort of at a crossroads. And and so I liked the part of the story where she was sort of evaluating a little bit her marriage, a little bit her relationship with her mother, her parents' relationships with each other. But I also liked the fact that you really saw I felt like, you know, this, this was, this, this could have taken place, not necessarily in the South. It could have taken place in really any community where you had an important citizen like the judge who died and everybody comes and pays respects and, and people, you know, bring casserole dishes and, and, you know, come in and pay their respects and things like that. So that all rang very true to me. Um, The hospital, you know, as David mentioned, it's certainly, especially for all of us, is very frightening to hear about these type of procedures. But, you know, probably all of us or most of us have certainly have been in hospitals or have oh, visited yes. people in hospitals. And, you know, it's it's it, it's not a great place to be. So there were a lot of, I thought, a lot of relatable things in the story. Um, and I, I liked it, actually. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Um, I did wonder if it was too folksy to, you know, something, but I don't actually think so. I think this could have taken place, not necessarily in the South. Um, so I don't know if anybody has any, any final thoughts. I, um, we can, you know, talk about the book a little more if you want to, or I could just mention the, the book for next time. Somebody else came in, Eric 407, that had to talk. I don't know if they had anything to say. Somebody else came who, in? I don't know. 407. Yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't. I don't either. Well, my favorite. I thought main I was character. just going to sneak in here and be, and just be real quiet because I. Oh, surely, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Hey, got to give everybody a chance That's to okay. talk. Pardon. I'm sorry. Did you did you want to say something? I'm sorry. I didn't notice. Yeah, I I might add a comment since 
since uh, um, uh, you guys recognized me there, I appreciate it. I came in real late because I was in another call and I didn't want to disrupt things. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm Shirley, by the way. And Alan, I'm only teasing you. I hope you know that. Um, but um, I did not, I really didn't care for the book at all. I just really didn't like it. Um, so I don't have a lot to contribute. The The one thing I kind of didn't think that this judge had a chance uh, to recover almost from the time he had that surgery. I mean, I, I, I think his wife sort of hastened his death, but I wonder if he ever would have gotten out of there anyway. It seemed like he was just going to be there forever and he wasn't, you know, improving his eye might've been <clears throat> getting better and maybe been able to function, but it seems like he was just, you know, there for the, for the long term. Um, and, uh, you know, she definitely didn't do him any favors one way or the other. She was just, she was just not a very nice person, you know, to begin with. So I, I definitely could have done without her. And, um, you know, he, you know, she was obviously um, taken in, you know, by him, and I'm sure he cared for her a lot, but I think she was just basically, you know, out for for what she could get. And um, so, I don't know. I just, I didn't really understand the, the, the purpose of the book. I did hear one person, I think it was Michelle, um, say that you liked it. And I'm certainly glad you did. But wow, to me, if I had known what it was going to be, I, I'm not sure I would have taken the time to read it. Luckily, it was a short book. <laughs> so I'm sure you probably wished you hadn't asked me. No, no. Comments. But, oh, I mean, I'm I'm actually the facilitator of the group, so I, you know, I I generally pick books that appeal to me on some level. But um, you know, well, I don't I, blame you. If I was going to run a group, I I mean, I'm sure most of us would not, do that. You know, if you're going to more people, it, you want to be able to enjoy it. it. So, um, well, can I make, you know, another, can I make another comment when, when yeah, you're done before yeah. you close? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, my favorite character name was Missouri. Me I too. Love a, I oh, love yeah. Yeah. Named yeah. after a state. You got to love like a character that. named after a state. Uh, there's well, a couple of John Wayne. Missouri. Oh, Missouri. The housekeeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Remember, yeah. remember in the help, Pascagoula? Oh, that's right. That's a, that's a yeah. city in Mississippi. Yeah. And then yeah. There's a couple of John, John Wayne movies. There's a character named Colorado in one of them. A character oh, named Mississippi in another. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I see Jenny on the list. Has she spoken? Jenny is just listening today. But thank, oh, thank. She came in early. She well, just said. Actually, now that everything's over, I'm going to break my silence here. No, I only oh, got two, two hours into the book, and I asked Michelle not to call me because I, I um, had a lot of confusion with the book, sorting the characters out. And I will say that. It's interesting that she got the Pulitzer Prize for this. Um, one of the things I remember from a class I took, um, actually in Chicano literature, was when you look at literature, it's supposed to be a time capsule in some ways. But 
when I read the book, it seemed more like a caricature than Sherry said. But maybe I thought her style was very timeless. I admired that. But I don't know if this was really accurate rendition of the time. Maybe it was. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, since we have a minute, um, I will I will mention the book for next time. But I'm just going to throw out sort of general question to the group. Um, so I'm not really sure when I'm picking books often what direction to go in. Um, I tend to head towards literary fiction. I tend to head towards historical fiction. Sometimes I go towards classics. Um, I know most people like mystery thrillers. And a lot of the groups do read mystery thrillers, including the mystery group. But I'm just wondering, is that what people want to read mostly is mystery thrillers? Is that, you know, because I, I recently I've picked books and, <laughs> you know, it's a little, I have to say, it's a little disheartening to come in and, you know, have everybody say that they didn't like the book. And I certainly understand people don't have to like books, but I don't want to have people read books that don't appeal to them. So what is it that you're all looking to read that, that other than a mystery thriller, is there something else that you'd rather be reading? You've picked some really good books. The Hate yeah. You Give um, comes to mind. And there's some others, if I looked at the list, there's a lot of them that I would not have read had you not chosen them. Mm -hmm. So even though you've had a couple of months where we might not have liked the book, I'm happy that there's a group that picks something other than mystery thrillers, because that's not usually my genre either. I, I, I like the books you pick because it makes me read stuff that I wouldn't normally read. And I, I think that's, that's what book groups are for. If you're just going to read yeah, the same I, kind of crap all the time, I mean, there's no sense in going to a book group. You might as well just, just mm -hmm. go and read, read, you know, read all your own kind of stuff by yourself. Mm -hmm. so I, I really like the stuff that you pick because it really, it really feels like it makes me broaden my horizons. I could, I can read some of the same kind of stuff all the time, and I don't, I don't want to do that. And the discussion was great. It doesn't matter whether we like the book or not. I thought it was a real good discussion. So, it expanded. Uh, yeah, it really yeah. was. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I agree with Alan. Yeah, expanded. I do too. And I really like, that's what I like about the different flavors of the different groups is you get to do read different things. And you know, it's always good to come into a book club and trash a book. I mean, it's fun, you know, oh, yeah. exactly. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't really think you need to change anything because really these are books that I would probably not have read if left to my own devices. I'm going to go, you know, in a different direction. So I appreciate this group because it does pull me out of my, my comfort zone. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah and Michelle, you're doing a good job. You really yeah. pick interesting books and and good books, and uh, not everybody is going to like every book. I mean, we see that all the time, and I I really enjoy this group. So don't be discouraged. You're doing a great job. Right, but I mean, I could pick books that are more popular, more bestseller. Kind of. uh, no, 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 no,
And I don't, I actually like reading those kind of books too. So I'm just saying, I, it's a little disheartening to me when I come to a group and every, I mean, I understand people like to trash books, but I don't really want people reading books that they don't really enjoy. I would rather have well, you read. Have you thought but about it broadens your horizon, it our does. horizon to it's read like all medicine. different kinds of. Yeah, I enjoy the discussion, even if I didn't enjoy the book. Exactly. If you read a book that you know is a mystery or something like that, you run into a book club that you have a very short discussion because everybody likes it. Right. Um, we don't want to be reading. This generates James much Patterson. more conversation. It's like yeah, the conversations usually bring up a lot of issues, you know, outside the book that, you know, issues that we're facing in life. And also, I think, um, I really think, Michelle, you should be true to your school because I really find the books very stimulating and the discussions oh, no. really stimulating. Yeah. No, I, I understand what everybody's saying, but I'm happy to read books myself that I want to read. And I, I would, I would rather pick books, I think, that everybody wants to read. And I know like, you know, like your group, Alan, you do a lot of thrillers and I know Novel Ideas, you know, does those kind of books too. And I could put more of those kind of books in if that's what every, I, I just don't know what everybody wants to read. Um, but neither, neither do we. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do yeah. a good job. Michelle, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. just yeah. keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, keep on. Please. Yeah. What yeah. did we read last month for this book? It's not the book club. It, it's, it's that I read too many books. So what did we read for this, this group? Palace of the Drowned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. okay. That wasn't my favorite either, but you know, Michelle. I, I I wouldn't even try these things if you didn't suggest them. Yeah. What's next? Yes. Um, okay. Um, yeah, Michelle? Yes. Yeah, this is Shirley again. Um, you know, if, if you have some concerns about that, have you thought about either um, maybe kind of taking turns and letting different people, um, you know, pick a book or make a selection or or either people turning suggestions into you and, you know, you maybe pick something from those. If well, you want I mean, to get, people, you know, a more of a variety. sometimes, you know, sometimes people make suggestions. Um, and of course you're always welcome to make suggestions. I'm not great on the, like at the end of the discussion, kind of voting on the suggestions. I know sometimes groups do that. Um, so if people have suggestions, you know, I'd rather. But, I mean, have you, if you didn't want to do that, you could just take, you know, uh, take those suggestions. Maybe, maybe you would have one for next time, and maybe during the end of the thing, you could say, "Well, let's let's have people make some suggestions for like two months from now, and then you could take those and look at them and give us one next time out of that." I'm happy to take a few minutes now if somebody has a book that they want to recommend. I'm happy to write it down. I was looking through some books, and you did The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek. You did um, that was good. Good Neighborhood. You did that was good When the too. Stars yeah, Go Dark. You did, there's yeah. a bunch of Vixen. The Vixen. Oh, yeah, no, The Vixen. I, Lots I, of I good am, ones. No, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. It's just, I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, sometimes when I'm picking books, I'm not sure, but certainly if somebody has a suggestion, you can tell me now, or, 
you're welcome to email me um, and and make a suggestion. That's that's fine. I'm you know picking eleven books a year. I'm certainly open to people you know making suggestions. I certainly don't think that I know. Uh, you know, exactly. I mean, every, I go to a lot of book groups and honestly, every group has its own flavor and, you know, certain groups tend one way and certain groups tends another way. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just have to find the right flavor for, for the group. Um, and Michelle, I, if people didn't like it, they wouldn't come. So it's well, obvious that we do. That's a great point. Yep. And we well, do it. A- a- after reading Clara and the Sun, I'm still trying to find a, an electronic woman to have a relationship with. So, uh, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well I'm not doing it for you anymore, Ellen. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention Sorry. the book for next month. Um, so, the book for next month is called uh, The Downstairs Girl. It's by Stacy Lee. Well, that was good. I've read that. That is good. You'll like it. The DB number, right? The the DB number is nine six nine nine three. Nine six nine nine three. I'll I'll read the application. Um, It says eighteen ninety. By day, seventeen-year-old Joe Kwan works as a lady's maid for the cruel Carolyn Payne daughter of one of the wealthiest men in Atlanta. But by night, Joe moonlights as the synonymous author of the newspaper advice column, a commercial audiobook, and it's from 2019. It so good. it's 10 hours. Very it's good a choice. So that is it girl it- or girl? Is it an S on the end or just girl? The it's a girl. Single, single. Single. It's a single. And who did name. you say it's by, please? Um, Stacy Lee, L E E. Thank you. Um, Michelle? So the number is 96993, and it's about 10, 10 and a half hours. Michelle, this is a, this is a Lantra. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to ask you would it be okay for me? to talk to you on the phone sometime. Uh, The reason being that I don't have internet access and I have no way to email you or contact you. And Uh if that would would be okay with you, I would just give you my phone number. Well, if you want, after everybody hangs up, I'll stay on the Zoom and I can talk to you now if you'd like. Okay, sure. That probably, since we're both here, we could do that, you know. Okay, Elantra, I don't have the internet either. Um, ah. So, uh, you know, I'm I have to I call Alan all the time for help with, you know, um, if I need a book number or, um, or the data, whatever I, I need, I call Alan all the time. I'm sorry, but can you say the author again? Yes, Stacy S T A C E Y Lee L E E. Okay, I did find it. Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Sorry about that. And I, I went and made you post the show, so when I, I saw. Leave, you, thank, you, thank you, Alan. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, Thanks, everyone. And, 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 I'm going to leave. Have a yeah, good night. Y'all read. Take care, everyone. Good night. Good. 